Welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast. I am your podcast host, Dylan Duke. We are broadcasting live through CougarRadio.com. Today's podcast, Welcome to the Good Life. It's going to be an analysis of fame, success, wealth, and how it seems that people who have it the most are the ones that um, are the most unhappy and the most unsatisfied with life. So it should be a really good time. have a lot of clips, have a lot of music pulled up. It's going to be... It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and I'll tell you more about it as we get there. But for right now, let us just dive straight into it. But first, we gotta say we can receive this podcast. Of course, we are broadcasting live through CoogRadio.com in the Radio FX app. We are on Podcast.com and the Apple Podcast app, and we are also on Facebook.com/slash/WisdomInTheArts. We broadcast at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I think that's everything I gotta hit. Yep, that's it. All right. Uh, without further ado, uh, Wisdom in the Arts, episode 21. Welcome to The Good Life. Now, uh, the reason why I find this topic really so interesting is because I think that as a kid, and we we all went through this, uh, we had a moment where you know, we saw someone who maybe had more money or maybe lived in a nicer neighborhood or or we saw the lifestyle of people that we see on TV or in entertainment, and we kind of set that as a goal. Well, not as a goal per se, but rather as something like, oh, you know, that would be nice to have. And it is nice. You know, it's nice to live a, a very comfortable life, and there's nothing inherently wrong with wanting that. But I think that a question that needs to be asked before we get into anything uh, is what is success like what is fame what is wealth what is success what is uh, uh making it you know we hear a lot of a, a lot of people you know wanting to make it in broadway wanting to make it in hollywood wanting to you know achieve their dream or their goal whatever it may be but the term that we always say is oh you know like i want to make it and you know good for you go out find your dream chase after it but what exactly does that mean and this kind of brings me into my first point is that when talking about the idea of success and fame it there really isn't a cap on it in the same way that if you just wanted to say oh i want to get better at math you know without a definite you know number or or like a definite level you want to hit, then, you know, you never hit it because it's all relative compared to what was before. If I wanted to say, oh, I want to get better at Spanish. Well, I'm better at Spanish than I was last year, but I still, I still can be better. You know, I don't know why that was the example I used that just popped in my head probably because i've been doing spanish homework this whole week so <laughs> anyways um yeah so when we say you know when we state very vague goals uh and we don't specify in detail like what we really want to achieve then it becomes chasing after or running away from your former past i think that's something in media uh a piece of entertainment that really tackles us in a very beautiful unique way is breaking bad and i'm not going to i'm going to slightly spoil it so if you haven't seen the show 
uh, it's been out for five years, so don't worry about it. But at some point in the show, uh, Walter White, who was the main character, who is a cancer patient who is now making and selling crystal meth on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico, he is doing this in order to make money for his chemotherapy and then his kid's tuition. And then so that way when he dies, um, if he dies, the family is comfortable and so on and so forth. At some point in the show, uh, him and his wife are looking at this gigantic pile of cash that is on, that is on, uh, well, that, that is hiding actually. They are looking at this gigantic pile of cash that is in a storage unit and they're just, Walter is, a, is amazed by it, but Skylar, the wife, is very perplexed and very hurt by it as well. So here is a clip from said show. How much is this? I have no earthly idea. I truly don't. I just stack it up, keep it dry, spray it for silverfish. There is more money here than we could spend in 10 lifetimes. I certainly can't launder it, not with a hundred car washes. want my life back please tell me how much is enough how big does this pile have to be one thing really quick every character in the show is so well written I got a geek out about Breaking Bad real quick uh, every character is so well written well acted uh, direction is amazing. It's a great show if you haven't seen it. But anyways, not to get sidetracked, uh, that clip was, you know, Skylar asking her husband, and she's very clearly hurt by how, by what has happened. She, you know, how much is enough? Like, when will this end? How much money is going to be enough? Because, again, he he set a goal he's like oh i want money to pay for my kids tuition okay i have okay now i want money to pay for my chemotherapy okay and then so on and so forth to the point where it gets so large and so extreme that it it, it becomes a problem there really is too much money and i think that that is is something that is felt in real world you know people have a excess of money of fame of attention of whatever it might be and you know they want that and it's okay to want you know success and comfort and money but when it becomes everything that you seek you know it either becomes your obsession or there is suddenly a gigantic excess of it and you don't know how to act and you don't know when enough is too much I think that, you know, seeking after uh, these sort of relative terms like 
fame or success or wealth, comfort, you know, whatever that might be, that isn't inherently a bad thing. That's not at all what I'm doing. And it's a very common thing, but it's not finite. You know, there's not a set thing on it because let's say a goal that is relative, but is finite is like, oh, well, I want to have a family. Okay. That's a family, you know, like, yes, you can have more kids. You can have less kids. You can have no kids. You can be one of the families that call their pets children. I don't get it, but sure. The, <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, things can be relative, but there's, you can check it off with something like fame or money. There really isn't a checklist unless you put a finite number on it. And then even then, it becomes, oh, well, if I can do this, then I can get a little bit more. Then, then I can get a little bit more. And then that becomes this obsession that, you know, becomes your your existence. And that is not an existence worth living. So we are going to play a quick song real quick before we transition into the next topic. Um, I'm looking at a list right here. And I'm debating what I want to do. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with some Frank Ocean. Frank, my man. Uh, this is Frank Ocean with Super Rich Kids off of his beautiful 2012 album, Channel Orange. Check it out. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Too many bowls of that green, no lucky charms. The maids come around too much. Parents ain't around enough. Too many joy rides in daddy's Jaguar. Too many white lies and white lines. Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends. Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Real love. I'm searching for a real love A real love I'm searching for a real love Oh, real love That was Frank Ocean with Super Rich Kids. Welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through Coog Radio. We're talking about the good life and what, you know, what that really means. And in the previous segment, I talked about how, because it's it's a relative term, it's very easy to uh, have to have it not uh, be ever reachable. That's probably not the best way to phrase that English sentence, but... Here we are. I promise I'm a communications major. So moving on, uh, I, the next thing that I really wanted to talk about, about the good life and fame and what that really means is that when talking about uh, the idea of a life of luxury or a life of um, ease, it is very, again, normal to want that, but it can kind of distract you uh, from what is truly important. I was talking about having a family in the previous uh previous podcast segment and i was saying how like that's something you know not something inherently tangible and like the truest sense of the word but 
is something uh, that can that can be a goal and something that like is very uh, what's the word for it fulfilling. Come on, Dylan, what is this? Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's let's focus back in. Okay, so uh, what you know this life of luxury that people strive for and people want to achieve is something that can include you know family you know faith you know things that are very real and very um important to have but these things are capable in a quote-unquote normal life you know you don't need a house in beverly hills to have a home you know you don't need uh a party on the rooftop of Empire State Building to have a good time with friends. I think that we as a society, as a culture, become so obsessed with having the biggest party or having the nicest house or having the most elegant whatever it might be that we lose focus on what actually is important. The important part of the party isn't, you know, who's the DJ, where it's at, what food is being served. It's who's there. The most important part of a home isn't how many bedrooms, bathrooms does it have? How many, you know, acres is it on? What makes a house elegant is nice, but what makes it a home is more important. As some of, as most of y'all know, as all of y'all know uh, by now, I hope uh, I'm a really big hip hop fan. I really like rap music. I think that uh, it is a very interesting point in our music industry and culture where uh, rap and hip-hop, a genre that has kind of been frowned upon for most of its lifetime here in the States, has become, you know, the mainstream source of music. It's no longer rock. Uh, it's no longer rock. It's no, lo- it's no longer pop. It's it's rap. And it's fascinating. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> uh, the point that I was trying to get at is that I think that analyzing rap and analyzing hip-hop is so incredibly uh, important and crucial if we're going to understand, you know, the real world problems that are going on uh, in culture and society today. A artist that I think really exemplifies this, especially with his latest album, uh, is Jay Z. Uh, he had an album. So let me give <laughs> let me give some context real quick. Uh, Jay Z uh, was born and raised in Brooklyn and he you know came from nothing and then started making music started producing and then his career just exploded from there on um, music charts he was getting big he started buying businesses he started you know doing all these different like really smart uh, business minded moves and now you know, he owns a sports agency company. He used to own the Brooklyn Nets. You know, he has his own music streaming service. He's, without a doubt, the most, I would say, in the industry, one of the most powerful people within uh, music. And keep in mind, there have been thousands, if not more, rappers that have tried to make it since then, and hundreds that have made the charts in between, you know, when Jay-Z first made his and now but you know a lot of them are forgotten a lot of them are one-hit wonders a lot of them have faded into uh, you know nobody cares to put it gently so on his latest album uh 444 
which if you heard my uh, best of 2017 music podcast, if you haven't, check it out on the podcast feed. Um, it's my favorite album of that year. It is so different because it is very raw. It's very stripped back. The type of rap music and the type of attitude that I would put Jay-Z uh, with is, you know, very bold, very, uh, very arrogant, very egotistic, uh, very, you know, uh, very eager to flaunt what he has and, and the wealth and the fame and success that he has achieved. And he has achieved these things, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. But the, this last album was such a, like, focus on not that, but his family and his life and how he, you know, had to get his stuff together outside of music. And I loved it. Here is a clip from an interview that he did with the New York Times. Uh, he's talking about the album in general and his life and what it means in terms of that. So uh, it's kind of out of context, but I think after a while you'll pick up what it what they're talking about. So here you go. Not the end game. It's not about who got more money right. and who got more houses. Yes, you know you've earned it. Buy what you want. Right. You know, but don't forget what's important. Without right. people, and being rich would be very boring. Right. <laughs> no one to share with, no one to have. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. just be a rich yeah. person, one person on the planet. Just yeah. like, yeah. well, then what do you do? When I heard this latest album, and then I thought about the earlier albums, one theme is sort of reaching the promised land. You know, you've acquired influence, and not just money, but you have, your life is good. And then when you listen to the newest album, you're thinking, he must have been in a lot of pain when life was good. Absolutely. Was yeah, I did listen to a song called Song Cry. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea of the hook, never seen it coming down my eyes, but I got to make the song cry. It tells mm -hmm. you right there what I was, I was hiding. Mm -hmm. and the strongest thing a man can do is cry, mm -hmm. to expose your feelings, to be vulnerable in front of the mm -hmm. world. That's real strength. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel like you got to be this guarded person. That's not real. It's mm -hmm. fake. Mm -hmm. and Does that mean you were unhappy during that period and didn't have a handle on it, or, or what? Well, you can compartmentalize, right? So you can be you can be inside your body and, and be happy, but at the core of it, something else is going on. Right. Jay Z and Dean Baquet, everybody. Um, yeah, it really is just so. Like, this is a man who has seen music and his genre and his life change in a matter of two decades. You know, he went from somebody who was handing out his first album on the streets in New York to, you know, now flying around the country, married to arguably another one of the top influential people in the music industry. You know, someone who uh, has a lot of influences, who has brought up a lot of careers with him. And here he is, you know, just talking about the fact, just talking about the fact that, you know, he has all this money, all this whatever, but that, you know, the good life isn't good without the people that you love. And the good life isn't all it's cracked up to be when it's good, but the things that gave you life before are gone. Again, I love Jay-Z and I think he's great, but I need to point out that um, anybody can get success. 
anybody can be successful and achieve great things and you know make a lot of money uh it takes a lot of skill and a lot of practice and maybe a little bit of just being at the right place at the right time if you call that luck you call that luck if you call that whatever then whatever that might be i do think however um that you know again the goal of success is very common but it's not finite as well as it's not everything people think oh well you know once i get this money once i reach this goal then i'll be fine but it they never turn out that way i mean look at you know how many people we have had uh commit suicide or overdose in the in you know you could say this decade but you could say you know from all over the place you could i the the earliest one that comes to mind to me is Marilyn Monroe you know you know, Miss Hollywood, you know, a woman who could have basically any man that she wanted. It was a queen of entertainment and is a cinema icon. And she overdosed. Look at Kurt Cobain. Look at Robin Williams. Look at, there's so many, there is so, so, so many uh, beautifully tragic examples in every sector of fame and every sector of entertainment that we have to step back I realize, okay, they are living a good life, but was their life good? We're going to uh, take another quick musical break. Mm. There's a lot of good options about music I could play during this uh, during this episode. And like I wrote some down, but then um, as this podcast is happening, I realize that I do want to play some others. So... You know what we're going to do? We are going to play uh, Jay-Z uh, with Song Cry. Uh, this is the song that he referenced in the video. Oh, sorry. Yes, th this is the song that he referenced um, earlier in the video interview that I played the clip from. This is a song that actually came out fairly early in his career. And I feel like it rings even more true uh to his life uh, you know 12 al 12 albums later so anyways uh here is jay-z with song cry actually not because we got to do a quick advertisement Alrighty, let's do this ad real quick and then we can listen to the musical stylings of jay-z right after the musical stylings of herb albert and the tijuana brass hey Hey there, buddy. Are you a fan of hip-hop and EDM music? Then Mala Luna is the festival for you for the weekend of October 27th and 28th. San Antonio, my hometown, the 210, will host artists like Cardi B, Tyler the Creator, uh, Smoke Perp, Lil Pump, and Nicki Jam. Visit Mala Luna Music Festival for ticket information and check in with Coog Radio for a chance to win a pair, to win a pair of tickets to Mala Luna. I'll say this. Um, when they announced this music festival in San Antonio, I was very, I was very nervous because I'm like, you're doing a music festival in the frying pan that is San Antonio, Texas. And like, it's a first year thing when you have a festival like ACL that is, you know, arguably the biggest or one of the biggest, uh, festivals in the States here for music. But 
I've only heard good things about this festival. And the lineup this year is looking really good. If you are interested, be sure to listen to Coog Radio. That's my honest take on Malaluna Music Festival. Anyways, now let's go ahead and play Song Cry by the man himself, Jay-Z. I am actually going to play the live version that he did for Jay-Z, uh, sorry, for MTV Unplugged. Uh, it's a very beautiful version and like it kind of explains the story of the song uh, within it. So it's going to be a good time and thank you for listening, by the way, to this podcast in general. But yeah, okay. This is Jay-Z with Song Cry. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're halfway through this episode. Buckle up. It's only going to get better, I hope. With the girls, I was gonna get right back. They say you can't turn a bad girl good, but once a good girl's gone bad, she's gone forever. I'm on forever, and I gotta live with the fact I did you wrong forever. Can't see it coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. I can't see it coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. Oh, yeah, I see it coming down your eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. Can't see it coming down my eyes, but I gotta make this song cry. Let's break it down. This song right here is for real, for all the hustlers, right? Had a girlfriend, and uh, it started off, the whole relationship started off, you know. He, he did what he had to do for them, you know what I mean? But along the way, he got lost, fast cars, fast money. You know the lifestyle. Trust me. He's right here, all right? Do believe me, on the real side. Uh, yeah, can't see it coming down my eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. I can't see it coming down my eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. Oh yeah, I see him coming down your eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes, but I gotta make the song cry. Song Cry by Jay-Z, ladies and gentlemen. Again, um, also, you know what? A few things really quick. Number one, uh, I know I talk about rap music a lot, but A, I'm talking about it for a reason on this podcast. I have an excuse this time. The other times, that's just me. Uh, number two, Jay-Z is um, kind of depicted as the epitome of the bad side of hip-hop, and I can completely understand that, but I highly encourage you, if you have the capability, to listen to uh, all of his stuff because it is very good. Especially 444, his latest album, Good Grief, what a guy. Also, third, that was the Jay-Z MTV Unplugged album. I cannot recommend this album enough, especially if you're a fan of like 2000s R&B hip-hop. Because yes, it's someone who kind of defines that era, but the band that he has with them is, uh, so it's himself it is Mary J. Blige. It is a young, young, young Pharrell who is only doing uh, stuff for producing music and not making his own music at this point in life. Also, uh, The Roots are his backup band, and Questlove is a drummer. And it's so good. Cannot recommend it more. Anyways, welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through Uh In the last segment, I talked about... Um, 
more of success and fame and how, you know, people seek the good life, but the life isn't good if what made you, uh, what makes life good is gone. And, you know, it, it sounded better in the last segment. We're just going to move on. Um, so the last thing that I want to talk about is that um, when talking about people who seek fame or seek success or wealth, um, yes, these goals are relative. Yes, these goals are uh, common but not finite. You know, I've made all these points before. Uh, they're very, they're very tempting. They're very sweet. They're a taste that is so powerful that it's hard to stop yourself from wanting more. And that isn't inherently this incredible evil, you know? It, it gives you adrenaline, you know, to to get on stage and, you know, tell a joke or whatever it might be. You know, it, it, it makes you feel good to be able to treat someone you love to a nice dinner or whatever it might be. Seeking after, you know, Fame, success, wealth, whatever that might be, that's not inherently bad, but uh, it becomes this unsatiable desire that takes over our lives. You have to stop yourself if it ever gets to the point where, you know, that's it, and you only care about the money, and you only care about whatever. Uh, like what Jay-Z said in the song, uh, you know, him and his friend, you know, they had a good life, and then once life got good in terms of societal and cultural good wealth, then that's when signals started getting crossed. Again, we, the, the entertainment industry and culture and society, it feels to get younger and younger. Like I remember when Justin Bieber came onto the scene, the 2011, 2010, maybe. And he was, he was what, 13, 12, 14? It, when you bring this overwhelming amount of success and fame to people who don't know how to handle it, they, they freak out and, and understandably so. And this just, and this isn't just young people, you know, we mostly see young people go through it, but it happens to people all of, of all different ages and demographics is that people struggle with having this overwhelming amount of success. And, you know, people can say, oh, it's because, you know, their parents didn't raise them, right? Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But there has to be something common there. You know, I think for me, what I personally see is that when you are hit with a overwhelming amount, a surplus, if you will, of success, uh, then you know, you become, you start thinking less about others and more about yourself because what people do is that they just become your surroundings of yes men and yes women. You know, once you hit a certain level of success and fame, then, you know, nobody's going to actively seek out to disagree with you, even if they believe that you're doing something wrong because hey you know you're famous oh hey you're rich oh you know you have influence people aren't willing to to stop somebody uh, a man that 
not a lot of people probably know is uh, is Scooter Braun. His name might sound familiar, but you're like, what does he do? Well, that's a good question. So Scooter Braun is a agent and uh, talent manager for a lot of different people. Uh, namely, like his big clients include Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Kanye West. Like he he has seen a lot of um, people go through. Uh, his agency or, or maybe stay in the agency and go through, you know, highs and lows of their career. He was with Bieber from the beginning, from when he brought him over to the States to start making music. Uh, he has seen a lot and he himself has been through a lot. Um, but th this is a particular clip uh, from the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, he is talking about, you know, these famous people or these people who we deem as uh, have made it in their respective careers but then start going crazy and start getting depressed or whatever ailment occurs to them. So here is Scooter Braun and Bill Simmons. I'm going to get like spiritual on you here. But no, I, let's do it, man. Okay. Uh, I don't think human beings were made to be worshipped. I think we were made to serve. You know, I think we worship something upstairs Whatever it may be, I respect anybody for their beliefs, but there's something bigger than us that can be worshipped. I think as human beings, we're here to serve each other, and that's the only way we can keep our sanity. Hmm. We hear all the time of a Fortune 100 CEO killing themselves, and we're like, oh, I can't believe with everything they had, they would kill themselves. But we're not surprised. But if I was to tell you, hey, there was a volunteer, lifetime volunteer at a soup kitchen who killed themselves— You'd be like, that makes no sense to me. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. And it's because people who serve don't go crazy. People who give back don't go crazy. And people who don't, who just take and take and take and are worshipped and are just receiving, they lose their mind because they don't know where to give anything. So I think with celebrity, when you when you live on you know far away by yourself and the whole world is just praising you all the time, you know... Michael was probably at his happiest when he was helping people. But he was so alienated, he probably lost his mind, you know, and he abused himself and all these different things. But I, I can't speak to that. I didn't know him. But I know from my own experience dealing with celebrity at the highest level, yeah. the only way you survive is if you have an outlet to give. Scooter Braun. Like, he said it better than I could in the 42 minutes that this show has been on so far. Fame and celebrity and success uh, is very sweet because it brings a sense of uh, selfishness. And not and it's not inherently wrong to care about yourself and to uh, think of your best interest. But when people become obsessed with you, it's very easy and very tempting to become obsessed with yourself as well. Again, the the good life isn't good when what gave you life before is gone. He has seen it in numerous celebrities. We've seen it in, uh, you know, from just the tabloids or, you know, what we hear in the news. And there's so many, there's just so much that uh, could go wrong. And, you know, we, we claim them as tragedies and we claim them, you know, when when we see people quote unquote go off the deep end, you know, we're like, oh, what happened to them? Was it, you know, were they too young? Was it too much money? You can say whatever, but fame.
fame and celebrity and being so obsessed with making it and uh, and finally achieving that goal, quote unquote, causes a lot of people to spiral out of control, you know? And to say the least, there's so much that can go wrong and probably will go wrong if all you want is fame. I'm trying to elaborate on what Scooter said, but that itself is such a beautiful statement that I really can't think of anything better to say. So one more song and then we're going to wrap things up. Uh, this is J. Cole with uh, Love Yours off of a 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Go ahead and check it out. For what's money without happiness Or hard times without the people you love Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next I ask for strength from the Lord up above Cause I've been strong so far But I can feel my grip loosening Quick, do something before you lose it for good Get it back and use it for good And touch the people how you did like before I'm tired of living with demons Cause they always inviting more Think being broke was better Now I don't mean that phrase with no disrespect To all my out there living in debt Cash and minimal checks Turn on the TV, see a rigor Rolex And fantasize about a life with no stress I mean this sincerely And as in who was once in your shoes Living with nothing to lose I hope one day you hear me Always gonna be a bigger house somewhere But you will feel me Long as the people in that mother I'll flood you dearly Always gonna be a whip that's better than the one you got Always gonna be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rock Always gonna be a just better out there on the tours But you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours no such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours no such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours no such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours no such thing, no such thing Heart beating fast, letting you know that he alive that was Jay Cole with Love Yours off of 2014 Forest Hills Drive. You know, to close, fame is very understandable to want, and it's a goal that is very common, but it's not finite. It can drive you crazy, and it leaves out, and it tends to make people go crazy because, you know, it's not everything. And that's really all I can say about this topic. Um, so let me explain why I chose this, uh, this particular podcast and why it's all hip-hop based and everything like that. Two years ago, uh, I started to draft and write a series of written articles about um, important moral lessons and themes within hip-hop and rap music. Because I think that it's a, a genre that gets a lot of hate and people like to stereotype it. And that's very fair, but worthy and wanting of being examined uh, thoroughly. And so then that's what the article series was going to be, but it did not turn out that way and now here we are in in uh in 2018 and i just figured hey it would work better as a podcast so it's kind of crazy to see something that like i was pulling out old files to work on this episode and they're two years ago but here we are it's a reality so uh thank you so much for tuning in uh this has been the wisdom in the arts podcast thank you so much for listening we broadcast live uh 8 p.m central standard time at cougradio.com in the radio fx app we are on podcast.com and the Apple Podcast app. We are on um, facebook.com slash wisdom in the arts. Uh, next week's show, going to be interviewing, uh, uh, going to <laughs> going to be interviewing uh, Sam Dillard. He is a musical composer who just composed a very beautiful fan tribute album. Um, it's going to be really good. Thank you so much for tuning in. To close, here is 
notorious B.I.G. with Mo Money, Mo Problems. Isn't that accurate to this entire podcast? Thank you so much for listening. We will see you all next week and take care.